Welcome to Molly and Pete Save Everything. I'm Pete. I'm Molly. And we are back after a couple of weeks off. I had a busy couple of weekends mm-hmm. with... You had a Renegade Craft Fair. Yep. You ran a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a lot. So we took a couple of weeks off, but we're back. We were going to record an episode during the week on like a Wednesday or something. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, get home from work. Make sure we got to record it. Then we got in bed and we were like, oh, we forgot to record the podcast. <laughs> so yeah. better late than never. Yeah. So what have we been up to? Yeah. So we did re- two weeks ago. We did Renegade. There was Renegade was Saturday and Sunday. And it's the big one that's um, in Wicker Park on Division outside. It's huge. There's like 300 vendors. And it's so crowded. This is and, a craft fair where people yeah. line the streets with booths and sell their stuff. Yeah. Like Renegade was sort of the first people to... It's been going on for a long time. I, I started doing it when it was act, when it was in like the park in Worker Park and it was just like table set up and there were 10 of us. And mm-hmm. this was like 12 years ago or 13 years ago that I started doing it. I think this was like their 15th year maybe. So it's really grown. And they were one of the, the first to do this like more indie hipster craft fair and sort of like take back the the negative connotations around craft fairs mm-hmm. um craft fairs being sort of like old lady doily right. crafty this is more like makers mm-hmm. a maker fair independent maker fair and so but i feel i still feel like there's like weird negative connotations around saying i always feel kind of weird when i say craft fair like that someone's gonna think that what i do is crafty or small or i mean it's relatively small but it's still a business that yeah. has employees and so yes yeah, so i always feel weird when i say craft fair but this one is huge and so then they did a thing on the friday night before starbucks had this huge regional or not regional huge north american conference in chicago it was going on for a few days at mccormick place and the last day was at the united center which is so a huge venue and i guess there were like I can't remember what the numbers were. Many, many, I can't even remember now, but so many tens of thousands of people there. And um, so they had this like huge event, the closing night event. And so uh, Renegade asked a few Chicago, it started out 30 and then it ended up being like 10 or 12 people to be a part of this event. And so they were going to do a little, like just a little strip like a mini renegade of local makers. And this was something where they had like, they had a stage where um, musicians performed and they had like a stage, a dance floor where there were DJs. They had like an outside arcade. They had all this food and booze. And I, you know, like I'm sometimes I'm hesitant to say yes to things. I think it's just because I've been burned too many times by bad events. Yeah. And I thought like, Oh, this won't be that hard to do. Like I'll already have all my stuff together. It will be in the car, which I know very, it's very well that, no, even if you have everything ready, Renegade's so much work, like it's going to be hard. And I was like, really like, why did I sign up for this? And I got there and I was just like, why am I doing this? And it ended up being like super busy the whole time. It was awesome. The people were who were attending were really like positive and appreciative that we were there and we were all like busy from start to finish and it was super like well done and exciting and big and I kept like talking to other people who had done they're like do you know that John Legend was there do you know that Chance <laughs> the Rapper was there I'm like I have no I had no idea this was going on it was just in my little they were area. there shopping no they were performing oh. so this was big and it kind of I was like you know maybe I should say yes to more things but then I'm like no this was a one-off thing this is the only one that ever, is ever worth it to do like something kind of small yeah Renegade is a lot of work 
Yeah, it's Saturday so exhausting. Yeah. And I feel that they probably asked a bunch of people to do it and they were like, man, I can't, I can't do an extra yeah. day. It's too hard yeah. and it, it's not going to be worth it to make a hundred dollars. Yeah. Exactly. That, Cause that's what you, how it usually turns out. Yeah. And they sent out like an email thank, um, thanking everyone. And they were like, we, under, we understand that renegade is like a lot and that to do another thing the night before is asking a lot. So they were aware of that, but we were all like looking around each other like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> I'm so, we're so glad that we're the, we're the t- uh, 30%. That yeah. Said yes. And renegade. It, I mean, it's a lot of work cause it's a lot of standing and it's usually relatively busy. Mm-hmm. For the whole time from 11 to 7. I would do that every single day if I could just do 11 to 7 talk to people. Yeah. It's the setup. Yeah. The setup. Like on Saturday morning, like driving the car through a really narrow stretch on division to try to, you know, get get your stuff in and then pulling out a tent, which was broken. Yeah. You you had just purchased a new tent, but then it was broken. We had this kind of like sad tent for a while and I would like walk down the stretch and I would look at everybody else's tents and they looked really nice and mine looked really sad. And I'm like, hey, we need to, we need to buy a new tent. It was also, our old tent was really hard to open and close. And like every time we did it, a screw would fall out. We're like, "Hmm, I guess that's okay. (laughs) Um, So I bought this new tent and because of the Starbucks thing, I didn't have a ton of time to like, it came like the day before and I didn't have a ton of time to to make sure I knew exactly what to do with it and how to put it together. But I thought like, oh, it'll be fine. I've, this is the brand that everybody likes. This is the model that everybody likes. It'll be fine. And Yeah, um, I took it out the night before on Friday yeah. and it, it seemed easy. The people that were on the d- instructions <laughs> looked like they were having no problem put, yeah. putting this thing yeah. up. So you were having, you dropped me off and, and all this stuff. And then you went to go park and you had a lot of trouble finding parking, like a lot more. We've, and we really have like, we give ourselves two hours to set up. And that's in the beginning when we started doing this, we were always scrambling and things would go wrong and it was horrible. But the past, like now we've gotten good at yeah. it. We're fast and mm-hmm. it's easy and we know what to do and it's pretty seamless. So, yeah, you left me with the tent and you, you know, it was taking forever. You weren't coming back. I'm like, I'm just going to get this tent up. So I started pulling it apart and it's really hard to get apart. It's really resisting. And so my neighbors start to help me and everyone's like, why is this so hard to pull apart? Like, what are we doing wrong? And we're looking at the directions and we're like trying different things and we can't figure it out. And then we realize that the pole that pushes it up in the middle is broken, like bent and broken in half. And that's what's keeping it from pulling apart. That's what's keeping from pushing everything. That was like the key to it all. So finally we were able to kind of like make it, make, make it work enough Mm -hmm. that we could open it. So then we finally got open and then I'm trying to like put the walls up and I'm really like struggling with that. And a couple friends walked by and they ended up like helping. And then I'm like super sweaty and I've got like 30 minutes to get all my product out. You And you finally uh, had found parking and came back. And so we had been trying to fix it for like, I don't know, like 45 minutes. And then you guys came like all fresh and you're like, oh, we can fix, we can fix this. And I was like, okay, like you just have at it. The, and, I, I had texted you saying, I, I used to live like right down the street on the wood and division and it was fine. It was like a nice little neighborhood. You had no trouble finding parking. 
But like with Renegade, when you're bringing thousands of people in, it's impossible to find parking. And mm-hmm. a lot of that neighborhood now is zoned where you can't park during the day. So it was, it's really hard. You have to park really far. So I like texted you. I'm like, it's taking me a long time. I'm not going to be there for 20 minutes. And you're like, oh, that's fine. I, I'm putting the tent up. I'm like, oh, great. I don't have to worry about the tent. Yeah. The tent will be up. And then I turned the corner and I saw your two friends, you know, that run... Uh, the other what's the other craft fair that they show run of show of hands yeah he they're everybody's struggling to get yeah. this thing i'm like what is going i thought like i thought i was going to like roll in and, and the it was tent, all going like, to be everything's done be and ready finished. to go yeah. but no it was not well you were really stressing and i didn't want to like add to your stress i was like protecting you or me i don't know (laughs) i was minimizing some stress anyway you guys were all trying the things that like we had already Already been trying for like 40 minutes i was like all right and i kept saying like well we already tried that we already tried that so i mean i was i was so appreciative that they came and helped early that to have an extra set of hands was awesome but I had all the things and then just like getting the walls up was harder because instead of being like oh I've got an hour to get this done I'm like I have five minutes to get this Mm -hmm. done so it just made it that much more stressful but we got it all done I mean we were like 95% set up by the time it opened and then it all worked out you just kind of like tweak things yeah it was a good weekend it was super busy and a couple of people um, stopped by that listened to the podcast which is nice Mm -hmm. it's always nice seeing faces that listen (laughs) yep it always brings like people that we know from every different way stop by you're usually always kind of in the same area around division and wood ish Mm -hmm. and this time we're right across from phyllis's musical inn yeah which is like one of the holdouts of that area yeah. you know it's still just your one of the few dive bar as opposed like, to a lot of these yeah this bars used to be like like, like a, in the area a lot hipper street and then somehow like like super broy big 10 sports bars took over and, and totally changed and phyllis is they've embraced the, they've embraced renegade because there's a sign out in front of the bar saying you know like join us for the renegade craft fair mm-hmm. you know like come on in with there's deals they have they have a nice real patio and they had live bands out there mm-hmm. so unfortunately we had to hear the live bands that were yeah. playing at phyllis's musical inn somehow there's every year we have to deal with something so like one year we were across from some sports bar where they had these like super fan dudes playing um, drums. like drums yeah. really loudly for the bears game mm-hmm. so we had to deal with that Sometimes we've been like right up by the DJ, like across from the DJ. Mm-hmm. And so it's really loud and you can't like talk to anybody. So this, yeah, they had, so they have like this beer garden and um, there's this place in New Orleans called Bacchanal. I feel like a lot of people have been there and will know it. And every, yeah. like, if you've been there, you love it. Yeah. yeah. And it's always like our first place to recommend to people who are going to New Orleans. And I heard somebody walk by and they were like, oh, that's just like that place in New Orleans. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's outside and there's music. Yes, it's but like, that's, that's it. That's the, where the similarities end. <laughs> but yeah, they had like this, um, they had a variety of bands. It would be like a bad cover band, and then it would be like some really um, shaky blues. Yeah, really bad blues band. <laughs> yeah, and so what was the song that the guy sang? Um, potato? He was like, they call me Mr. Mr. Ma- they call me Lil Mashed Potato. And that's the last thing you want to hear when you're shopping. You know, you want to kind of hear like upbeat music, you know, some hits from the 80s perhaps you yeah. know to put you in a good mood there's nothing worse than seeing like white people dancing to blues music yeah. 
yeah yeah and i saw a lot of that out there. yeah we also there was also this guy that there's i guess there was some good people watching there was like a guy who was like in a band who would like hang out and like smoke or whatever on the sidewalk and harass girls <laughs> so we watched that happening yeah, yeah. too um then we were also across from smoke daddy so it smelled like barbecue it was like a combination of phyllis's smells like old you know like the, whatever they used to clean old bars mm-hmm. that smell that smell plus like that yeah it's like it smells like a bowling alley or something like that smell plus the barbecue yeah mm-hmm. it was great i would like well, i'm like i gotta take a break and i just go to like the candle place like a couple down from <laughs> us just to, like smell something good and so like smoke daddy they had tvs on and there's like people there watching football or whatever but the u.s open was going on too and i was really tempted i wanted to like if i sat in just the right spot and looked like through my card racks i could see the tv really clearly i was like do you think that they okay if, they, if I went and asked them to put the tennis on? <laughs> put the sound up really loud. That's the thing. Yeah, the U.S. Open happens during this time every year. And we invest so much time and effort into watching the U.S. Open, keeping track of scores, talking about it every day. Mm-hmm. And then the day of the men's championship, we always work and we yeah. never get to we never And it was get super thrilling. This year. It was still going on when we were finished. We were like watching it in the car on my phone on the way home. And yeah, it's a bummer to have to miss that. You often have to miss the first Bears game that didn't yeah, happen this yeah. year. But yeah, yeah, there's always a lot that goes on that weekend but renegade is is worth it i remember there was one year where joe curie from stranger things yeah. was at renegade that i could not stop seeing uh, pictures of yeah. him on social media um do you see his haircut he's got sort of a bowl yes touch. and yeah. he's not cute like he needs his hair he's yeah. only cute with that hair when he doesn't have that hair he just looks like a regular schlub. Yeah. He's not cute at all. And, v- and very disturbed by this. He was at, yeah, because it was like, he was at like a fashion, was it with Fashion Week or something? I, know, I remember. It was some fashion picture, related yeah. thing with his girlfriend. I guess it was, it's for a role, but gosh, couldn't you like push it back somehow? It's, yeah, it's like a, it's like, it looks like an Oasis, like a Gallagher Brothers haircut so he yeah. has like bangs but they're like curled bangs yeah not curly bangs yeah like yeah looks like he used like a round brush when he was <laughs> drying it and like made like made it like cup under it's it's very disturbing we haven't, <laughs> fin- we haven't finished this new, uh, latest season of stranger we haven't Ghost. watched anything i've only watched bachelor in paradise now that's done so i can i can like have my life your back. freedom yeah um then you just watch like sports or people talking about sports so we're super behind <laughs> nothing is worse than seeing 18 episodes of this is us on the dvr we have like two years of this is us <laughs> sitting on our dvr <laughs> but i mean there's other things besides that that we we're so we're just like so i don't know i don't know when it's we're ever gonna get caught up we're well, so once it behind gets, you know once the weather turns yeah just like we don't see movies that much anymore because when there's movies that we want to go see it's like oh you know it's so nice out yeah. we've been waiting so long for this once the weather turns the tv we'll, we'll is get the ca- same yeah we'll get caught up but one show that we have watched though that we really like is south side and so if you haven't watched that it's on comedy central it's filmed in chicago it's just like very chicago and we really loved the show detroiters which is mm-hmm. also on comedy central and it has a similar feel to that there's like a smallness to it there's a very chicago-ness but even if you don't like know chicago i still think it's right. really funny like the comedy is still broad enough for everybody to laugh at it but there are so many great inside chicago jokes 
about just street names and you know certain little you know Kennedy King College and yeah. things like that. If you know it, it makes it a little bit extra funny. Mm-hmm. Do we even know when it's on? No, it's on our DVR. <laughs> <laughs> so I can search. Or it's and, on. Uh, what, how do you watch Comedy Central? What do you mean? Do how you do you s- watch it? If you're streaming it, what's Comedy Central on Hulu? I don't know. Anyway. Whatever. Yeah, just Google search. It. <laughs> Why do we have to take care of everybody? They can figure it out. But I, I mean, I guess normally you say, yeah, it's, it's, on, it's on Tuesday nights at nine. But well, you said don't watch TV the other like night you were like, I miss TV. <laughs> <laughs> like, I understand. Like, I was saying like, oh, yeah, like when you would have to like rush home on a Thursday to make sure you watch, saw The Office. Like, yeah. Yeah. You miss like watching TV in real time on the, you know, like where whatever. Like, what do I watch tonight? What comes on tonight? Like, I never like I never other than the bachelor I think I never think about what comes on that night I just watch it just gets recorded and I watch it so or I stream it or whatever so. yeah when it was like you know the office 30 rock and parks and rec the most recent you know must see Thursday night mm-hmm. for me I loved watching those shows come home you knew that you had the office parks and rec and 30 rock to look forward to and then you also had Friday morning the drive to work with Jim Rafato to look forward to <laughs> where you just talk about yeah. that shit. Like you don't have that yeah, same that thing water the, cooler yeah, moment. <laughs> yeah. The next, cause a lot of times it's like, Oh, did you, have you watched Southside? Oh, you know, I haven't. No, I watched it on DVR. Yeah, or it's, yeah. Oh, you know, I'm three episodes behind, yeah, you know, yeah. you don't have that same, it was on the same point. Yeah. yeah. I miss, yes, I miss TV and I miss talking about TV yeah. the next day. We went, we went and saw Mark Marin. Um, he was great and as he always is. And we've seen, we were, I'm like, how many times have we seen Mark? We've seen him at least four times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was great and he was talking about like back in the day. <laughs> um, and he went through this whole really funny, like this whole long bit about like uh, waiting to get home to check your answer. Like you had to wait all day to get yeah. home and check your answer to see if the light was blinking to get your message to see if somebody called you and just how we like when before we had phones and screens to to occupy our time like there was so much space that was created you just if you had to wait for something you just had to stand in line and wait for it there was nothing to entertain you and just like like what did we do with our brains like with all that that space and like me talking about doing a social media detox i think about that like i feel like I waste so much time looking at my phone. Like, how doesn't it sound amazing? Like, how freeing it sounds to like get away from that. But when he's talking about like back in the day, I think I've like for a long time. I think like back in the day refers to somebody older than me. But now I am that person. <laughs> yeah, he did. So. A, it was a, a really funny bit about. He, it started off where he thought of something. But he couldn't remember the name yeah. of somebody who did something. Yeah. Where now you would just search for it and you'd be done with it. Yeah. He was thinking about it the whole day, the yeah. whole day before you could figure out. He had to call a friend to uh-huh. find out what the answer was. So his friend went to the library, and then when he <laughs> got home, he had left him a message. <laughs> so it all came back. Yeah, it was really circle. funny. Um, um, he the thing that spa- that sparked it all though is that he was eating trail mix on his way to work, <laughs> and he was thinking about peanuts and who like who was responsible for pe- like yeah. peanuts or whatever. And he he was like, I, I'm old enough to remember a time when I remember when people started eating trail mix, n- not hiking. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was really funny. <laughs> but yeah, back in the, this is, yeah, I'm coming to terms with that I am back in the day. <laughs> Speaking of your social media detox, and you've talked about this in the past where you want to, you want to do a, 
you know, sober, a break. you know, a yeah. sober January uh-huh. with social media or whatever. But it's funny because you you already kind of ha- you have you have set a time limit on your phone. <laughs> I've noticed a yes. certain amount of time that you're allowed to spend. But every time I see you open your phone, it's I see the time. You're, you've I always say your like ignore for today. Ignore. <laughs> so the time limit is just like an annoyance. I'm like, oh, I've got to hit this ignore for today thing. And it happens really. It, sometimes it's like 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, what is your time limit? What is your time limit? An hour. Maybe I just need to change the amount. Yeah, change it up to two, hour, to two okay, hours. And stick to it. Okay, so we did Renegade and then I ran a marathon last weekend. And we had, so I guess we had, you were saying that we forgot to talk about the actual dry try. Like we were talking about going to the dry try, but we didn't talk about doing the actual dry try. Is that correct? I think so. We did the dry try and I won the dry try. Yeah, you did win. I won our studio. You came in fifth place in Illinois. So this was like qualifying for a state dry try. So we did did the dry try, which is 2,000 meter row, 300 reps on the floor, Mm -hmm. and then a 5K. So I came in first at our studio. I set a studio record. Yeah, we talked about this. Oh, we did. <laughs> we we talked about you know your dominance. Okay, uh, but we didn't we didn't know the official results. How you stacked up? Oh, against that's the what state it was. Illinois. Okay, I'm sorry. You came in fifth. <laughs> um, I came in. Tenth. I was trying I to be brief about, about it too. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I came in fifth in my division in state. So I qualified the top seven qualified mm-hmm. to participate in a statewide dry try and. It was so I ran a marathon last Saturday morning. This is a marathon that you did one in the spring, and it's a marathon that's pretty much set up so you can qualify for the Boston Marathon. Everyone, you, to, you, you have to, to qualify, qualify to, get to get into in. this, and then everyone's there to try to qualify for Boston. Right, and you so in the spring you did one and you qualified for Boston by a minute. Yeah. 51 seconds. 51 seconds. So there's always more people that qualify for Boston than they have spots for. Mm -hmm. So what happens then is that even though you hit your qualifying time, the fastest people are who get in. So you hit, you have to get so much. There's a cut. There's been a cutoff every year for the past few years. The cutoff like is that's how much under. And last year you had to go almost five minutes under. So they've made the qualifying times five minutes faster. So even with the five minute faster, times I only had a minute and I didn't feel like that was enough to get in I didn't think I needed five minutes it would have been nice but I didn't think I needed it but I thought I needed more than a minute than 51 seconds so you decide you run this other marathon to to get a better qualifying a better time. qualifying time and I ran with um, two of our friends Leah and Darren and Darren needed his BQ Leah also wanted a better one so we decided to sign up for this and we've been BQ like BQ is Boston qualifier yes you know we're in like Chicago marathon training but we threw this one in we've been like getting really excited for it and it was in Geneva which is like an hour and a half away and we thought like oh we'll go and spend the night out there before since it starts at 630 in the morning so we drove out on Friday and stayed at the Holiday Inn Express in mm-hmm. St. Charles across the street from the mall. Beautiful. <laughs> it also smelled like a bowling alley. <laughs> it had a pool, though. It was very exciting. Oh, really? Darren was very excited that they had a toaster that you could use. Did, and... you, did you use the pool? No. Oh. No. 
No, the hot tub? we were there for like five minutes. They didn't have a hot tub. It was just like a, it was a very small pool. It was like a very, it was like the size of our dining table, but it had like a hundred chairs around it, <laughs> <laughs> like lounge chairs. <laughs> Every time you go to a pool in a hotel though, it's always kids. Cause like when we yeah. go to like the Marina Grand, when we go in February, mm-hmm. they have a pool and we always think, oh, it'd be nice to go swimming in February cause it's freezing outside yeah. and then yeah. we go and it's always like 75 like kids. kids in there. We're like, how dare they? <laughs> <laughs> Don't they know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we ate some Italian food and there was good people watching at the Italian restaurant. Like every, like there was a marathoner. No, oh. it was the total opposite. <laughs> so everyone was a suburbanite on, on a on date. A date. <laughs> <laughs> there was, um, speaking of stranger things, a woman was sitting next to us who looked like Finn Wolfhard's mom in stranger things. Who's like, wants to have the affair with Billy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was, that's the look. <laughs> Her current look now. Is how, how they looked in the yeah, 80s. that was the look. Yeah, so we stayed at the Holiday Inn and got ready for our race. And before the race, um, my friend Darren, who was who I was running with, gave me a little pep talk about how hard I had trained. And he was like, you've trained... He, he said, I've trained the hardest of all of us. I don't know if that's true, but those words like really stuck with me. I think we've all trained really hard. Um, I think we've all trained the hardest of anybody. But um, him tell, saying that to me, like when things got tough during the race, which no matter how hard you train, things get tough during a marathon. And him saying that to me, like really helped me and stuck with me too. So it's great to be able to run with friends which has been a new thing to me as well this marathon is eight loops Mm -hmm. um so when you say that to people they're like oh that sounds horrible but i kind of like it like it instead of thinking about 26 miles you think about it in eights so there's like one down seven to go Mm -hmm. and the first like five or six go by really fast and you're like oh my gosh i'm almost done with this and then it gets hard and then you're done (laughs) so (laughs) but it was good because like darren had his husband and his family and some of our friends were on one end you and my parents were on another end so we had people cheering for us 16 times i guess and um the spec yeah it makes it really easy to spectate it's the best type of race to spectate at because you know exactly when you're going to be coming around because you 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 know everybody that's right there's mm-hmm. so few people running this race 300 people running yeah you you just rec- you recognize i'm like oh here's this guy here's the guy that looks like lloyd bridges <laughs> i know that right after that molly's coming yeah you know oh here's the guy in the saint patrick's day tank top I know yeah. Darren's coming after that, yeah. you know, so it's, it's really easy to, to spectate. Yeah. I knew like every person who was in my group, cause you, your group is by your age. Cause you're going by your qualifying time and so you're running with other people with the same, like if you are 40, you are running the same pace as the other 40 right. year olds, which is unlike any other race, give or take. And so I really got to know everyone. And so I've, of course, like looked at like the photos and I'm like, okay, this, that's Brandy. I'm going to look at her splits. She had a successful race. So I've analyzed everyone in my division. (laughs) I've analyzed all of their races and the people who beat me and had successful races, what they did, the people that I beat who had less successful races, the mistakes that they made. Like I've really, I've really studied all of this. (laughs) Yeah, just learning from what works and 
pacing when you when you're a spectator you recognize the runners but the runners also recognize you as well too so you get a lot of people that come around and say thank you for coming out thank you for clapping there was a guy who did he gave me like he would do a different thing every time like a guy who would he'd give me the gun oh i didn't know this that's cool there's another guy then he came around again he gave me the fist yeah another guy you know wave he gave me like a different that's so, uh, i didn't know that that's so a, nice a different acknowledgement each time there was like at one water station i would get water for, i had to like go to the same guy every like somehow i made it like superstitious like i had mm-hmm. to go to the same guy every time and i like thanked him at the end and um that's so nice though i didn't know that the people that the runners were like thinking oh you. yeah yeah everybody is really in good shape and they've run marathons before and they're skilled runners Mm -hmm. everyone in this thing when the race starts everybody kind of takes off and goes their one loop and then i i kind of went up the course a little bit to see how everybody's gonna look after the first loop Mm -hmm. and there was this kid that came out I don't know where he came. I was like, is this kid in the race? It's so it was like 15 minutes. Like he finished the first three miles in 15 minutes. He is so far ahead of everybody, but he looked like he was a spaz. He had on a cotton shirt and basketball shorts. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next guy who was probably two minutes behind him was just like, he was a robot. I was like, oh man, this guy, this first guy, I don't think he's going to make it. The second guy he's going to be yeah. one of the f- top finishers. Yeah. The first guy had the look of a guy who lives in Geneva. Who just got up that morning. Like, yeah, he lived like he lives right by the the course and was like, "Oh, there's I guess there's something going on. I'm going to tr- I'm going to just run real fast for 26 <laughs> miles." I was walking down the path thinking oh i probably have like 10 more minutes before i I see anybody Uh and when he showed up i was like oh my god i thought he was just like because it's a weird thing where they have your race a very important race that's happening but it's also on a path in geneva where other people are which i find annoying it was it's okay you know guys riding their bike yeah people just walking across the path people walking across the path i'm like come on just go somewhere else it was annoying a couple times but it wasn't too bad um and, like I thought he might have just been a jogger out on a Saturday morning mm-hmm. and I, I found myself like taking back claps like I would clap for people as they came by but then I would like I see somebody without a number and I would I would like hold up my <laughs> clap like why would I do that just because they're they're not in the, the race but I was like well, all right let's get let's keep it going and I, oh my god they don't have a bib on stop <laughs> clapping so I yeah I had a good race I PR'd I have an almost three minute cushion now so I ran 337 and so now this is this so the is, most excruciating part of yes. the Boston. So this is uh, new. Everything's a little period. bit. I didn't. I like didn't really get into marathon running and training until like a little over a year ago. So a, a lot of things have been first and new. But I've done a lot in the past uh, sixteen months, and so the new thing is you. I registered for Boston on Monday, and now you wait to hear. So my mm. friends who have done it before, I have my friend Leah has done it. This is her fourth or fifth time. Yeah, she and an awesome I guess she's race. done. This will be her fifth. She's done it four times, and yeah, she she got a great BQ also, and had a great race, and so she's been through this a bunch of times, and she's like, "We'll hear, we'll hear Thursday or Friday." I'm like, "Okay, that." That's fine. We all feel good, like we have enough time, but it's just nerve wracking until yeah, you until you know for sure. Until you know for sure, and really, all we're doing is getting the go ahead to train in the winter when it's cold, and then run the Boston Marathon, which is usually like a miserable race too. And then, to what is this the goal? 
there's never we'll never what be do you satisfied do, like, what do you do you you always will want to try to get into boston that yeah. will be a thing but what yeah. is the thing that's above that i guess just i don't know to keep trying to pr but then i guess we're gonna we're all like in our 40s like we're gonna hit a point where we kind of like plateau i don't know i don't know i don't know my next goal is to run chicago marathon in three weeks but like my friend darren was saying he wanted to try to um make a goal for how many boston's you can qualify in a Mm -hmm. row so that's that's a fun goal is it (laughs) (laughs) i don't know (laughs) but then i think like oh maybe i'll do a triathlon maybe i'll do an ultra i had signed up to do a ragnar and then i realized this week that it was just like too much to do boston and the ragnar so i'm not going to do that but it was also like the communication of the ragnar like my running What's ragnar what is it's, that? It was, it's a relay race and so we would run from chicago to madison and so i realized that like not only was it the training for both was probably going to be too much but i already like have a constant flow of communication with my running friends i can't have two groups of <laughs> constant flow of communication it's just it was I, I i every now and then i'm smart about something and i was like the smart decision is to not do this they have like eight months to replace me i think they'll be fine and another smart thing that you did was like you were going to run you ran this marathon you qualified for boston but then since oh you, yeah, since yeah let's you, come back to this <laughs> since you qualified to the state dry try was the same finals, day was the same day happening like at four in the afternoon it was going to start so you were going to actually run this marathon and qualify try to qualify for boston Mm -hmm. which you did and then at four o'clock do another dry try yeah for some reason yeah at orange theory come on because i have to um you had told me not to and i'm like oh whatever i can do it and then i had a conversation with our coach at orange theory and he's like you've got different goals than this and i don't want you to get hurt and i was like okay i won't do it (laughs) why is it that you'll tell me to do something and i'm like i can still do it and then someone else tells me i'm like oh you're right (laughs) with everything there's another they're they're having it there's another dry try coming up yeah next weekend i guess we're yeah we're guess we're getting to the end of september are you gonna do it i don't want to they're hard and i i don't like them (laughs) (laughs) don't do it it's fine but then you know but then it will happen and you'll have some fomo and i want to yeah like i want then i want to you know then i'll want to i'm trying to do a really good job of like recovering and then preparing for chicago and now we're all getting really excited for you know there's a lot of talk about like when are we doing the pasta dinner when are what are we doing after the marathon to celebrate like everyone's getting our tapers start soon so everyone's kind of getting like anxious and excited about the about chicago and making plans and it's you know it's happening and so it's a little weird having just run a marathon to like switch gears and get excited mm-hmm. again i need a little downtime i did know yeah i did notice what uh, on our google calendar <laughs> the added pasta dinner half acre <laughs> We're, like, friday <laughs> night is pasta dinner group dinner and then on sunday um, afternoon after the race we're all gonna meet at half acre so so anyway so i'm trying to like recover and i'm trying to figure out like what kind of shape i'm in and if everything's okay and trying to make smart decisions making some smart decisions making some bad decisions figuring it out but i like to go to the expo on friday because it gets really busy on saturday and then the day before i like to like sleep as late as i can because you don't sleep very well the night before mm-hmm. and i'm like i want to keep saturday really like I'll run a couple miles to shake out, but I want to keep it really like chill. So um, Leah sent me a thing about how 
Ty, I think we've talked about this on the podcast about Tyler and Dustin from the bachelorette are running it. And mm-hmm. they like Tyler does those New York runs and I couldn't do it because when we were in New York, cause we were at the Mets game and I've been harassing Dustin on Instagram to come and run with us. And anyway, so they're going to have a shakeout run on Saturday morning <laughs> before the marathon. So of course I like, I signed up for it. And when she sent it to me, I like clicked on it and it was already waitlisted and it's a $5 donation to their, they do like a charity that um, helps um, kids that live in like food deserts or, and so it's a donation to that. And I'm like, screw, screw all my like, what I normally do to prepare. I'm, I'm going to this fun run. Um, so I was on the wait list. I was like, oh, okay. So then this week I was um, at work and I was saying, I was answering an email and it was an email that was like needed to be answered. Like somebody needed an answer about something like right away. It had like a t- deadline to it. And I'm like in the middle of composing this email and I see an email pop up from the sweat life who is like sponsoring this. And they're like, you you are like something about me being off the wait list that tickets were available and I like was like forget this work email and clicked on the clicked on the link to get the tickets and I got two tickets for it so I think one of my friends who's a runner that also likes The Bachelor who's it, who is this? Lainey she's the only other person I run with that has this also likes The Bachelor I can talk her into it so we were talking about it and I'm like this might be dumb she's like yeah but the people watching will be really good yeah though, so it'll be fun anyway now my coworker Mary brought this up because so you ran this marathon in Geneva where you stayed at the Holiday Inn mm-hmm. and I stayed here at yeah, home because you had to work late and so. and then I just met you out like yeah. I met you out when it started out uh-huh. in Geneva on Saturday morning now this marathon this next marathon in Chicago in October, what are, what's the sleeping arrangement? Like, are you going to allow? Are we going to be allowed to sleep in the same bed? Yeah, we are did that gonna, before. I, but now you didn't get as good of the time. Uh, Will it? I did not. To- no. Well, we I, we I didn't sleep well at the Holiday Inn. We were our room like looked down to the parking lot, and we and it had really bright lights in the parking lot that like were like shining into our room and we were like at some point taking Leah's like comforter off her bed and trying to like hang it over the window to like black it yeah. out. We try to um, do that sometimes here with lightning. Yeah. And it was loud like there was a wedding going on in St. Charles and people like some of the wedding party was staying. There was like a sign up for like the wedding party was mm. staying there. Like it had been like the rehearsal dinner because we saw like people dressed up fancy. The t- that's who was staying there. Runners and then like the wedding party and they were like really loud and yeah our room smelled bad and i feel like i never slept that night which i think probably is a natural thing you never really sleep that well before the marathon it's like the night before the night before yeah so i think i'll be okay i mean i can go i can go sleep in the cat room (laughs) so our our guest bedroom is our foster cat room and we have a really sweet mother cat and baby cat right now and some night before this last race it was stormy and Zuzu was nervous so I went and slept in there and when I woke up the next morning I realized like there's so much like cat fur and litter and stuff in that bed it's disgusting if you ever just stay with us it will all be super clean (laughs) but the cats are hanging out there and we even keep that bed covered up and still it was just like I woke up I was like oh my gosh I can't believe I was sleeping this This is horrible (laughs) I know because like a lot of times when we're in bed watching television or something you'll you'll always like point out like I'm shaking my legs or pulling the covers too much but once you fall asleep you're better it's like before it's like 
in the early stages is <laughs> when the shaking and the pulling happens. <laughs> like I, you get in bed before me and I look over and your legs are just like, <laughs> I don't know how to describe this on, on radio. Moving a lot. I'm just kind of getting comfortable. I'm just kind of figuring things You're out. Like, like shifting where? back and like one leg goes in, one leg goes out, one leg goes in, one leg goes yeah, out. That's like pulling it. up and back. I'm just figuring things like what's the best spot right in tonight? What's it going to be? Because a lot, a lot of times there's an animal yeah. at the yeah. foot. So I have yeah. to figure out where, uh, am I going to spread my leg? So the animal goes in between them. Am I going to put my legs together so the animal goes to the right of them? Do I hinge up my legs so it go, the animal's by my knees? There's a lot to figure out. There's a lot of movement that needs to happen. <laughs> All right. So that's enough running and renegade talk for now. <laughs> No, so it will Molly and I will still talk about the running after the recording stops. I'm sure, but congratulations! I think it's a, it's an amazing accomplishment. Thank you. So hopefully a, next sometime next week there's sometimes next week we'll find out if I get into Boston or not. But we'll have an update. The weight is excruciating, and yeah. But if to make ourselves, I mean, I have like friends who are going through it too, so we're helping each other. I guess I guess helping each other <laughs> out during this. Yeah, maybe encouraging each other to be angry. Just I think it's always better when you have a, a group of friends yeah, that are looking for the same thing. Yeah, you're not. And I mean, whatever. It's not kind the, of part of a team. There's a lot more stressful things in life than this. It's it's kind of a dumb thing to be so stressed out over. It's just we've put a lot of effort. I mean, it's not as dumb as the dry it. try or something being stressed. <laughs> like this week we had at Orange Theory, we had a 12 minute run for distance. Mm-hmm. So the night before, like I changed my class time to get so I was <laughs> sure I was going to have enough rest. I made sure I had the right socks and the, my uh-huh. my my favorite yeah. running shirt. Yeah. Why? Because you're putting effort into it. I know, but it's so, like, who cares? <laughs> I didn't do it because I felt like I'm not totally 100% yet. Um, but I was like, were they talking about the distance that people have run yet? <laughs> and like, were, did they have it written down somewhere? Or were they saying like, all right, 615, somebody got 1.8 or whatever. You got to hmm. beat that. And you were like, no. And I was like, I had a feeling. I knew that so I was gl- happy not to do this. <laughs> what's, what's the point if nobody, if you don't get it, they don't write you, it down. Yeah, you, you love the credit. <laughs> But I just, I'm like, why, why am I changing my whole life for a 12 minute run at Orange Theory? I just, I, I'm ashamed sometimes when I leave Orange Theory that I, <laughs> I put so much effort or th- not even effort. Cause I, I, I've, I'm fine Pre- with the preparation effort, but preparation for, yeah, exactly. Too much thought. And this is something dumb. So I understand when there are actual consequences it's not dumb for Boston, which is a huge accomplishment when, you know, you're you're talking about it and you're trying to figure things out and talking yeah. it through with your friends and it's like I'm so grateful that you have this group that sometimes n- that I don't have to hear about it quite as much <laughs> quite as much <laughs> sometimes like when a marathon is tough or a run is tough I guess more like a, a marathon when it gets tough I think like okay you can't slow down now you can't like give up now because you have made your friends and family like endure this <laughs> for so long you've spent time at work analyzing other people's races <laughs> instead of like responding to an email like, you you've done like spent way too much to like give up and the yeah and was, like too that, that keeps you going miles. yeah that's good incentive i guilt myself into, <laughs> to keep going as we like wait whenever like they post something on facebook like an update they always say thank you for your patience which means you guys are being really impatient and you need to chill out yeah. Like, thank you for your patience. And so we read the comments and they're hilarious because it's like so many people sucking up. Like, 
thank you for your hard work, Boston <laughs> Athletic Association. This is amazing. You know, whatever. It's like so much sucking up. And you're like, you're not, this isn't going to get you Yeah, like the, the the moderator of the Boston Marathon Facebook page is going to say like, oh, this person is oh, nice to me. Nice. Let's, let's, yeah. let's get them in. But we do, we, there have been thoughts though, like the people who are super annoying, they'll be like, I still haven't heard anything, whatever. And I'm like, can you t- not qualify them just for being <laughs> annoying on Facebook? The posts are very detailed yes. about what yeah. the process is, and people don't what they're believe going it. through. Like people question things and then people comment like didn't you read the post and they're like well i hope you're right you're like no they're right this is exactly what they're saying yeah people don't don't you trust it i mean it was kind of a long post so i understand people only reading a sentence (laughs) but what then don't comment if you if you're not going to read i read it like three or four times (laughs) yeah well yeah fine but so you know what's you know what's happening i have to say that i was i'm kind of annoyed and i'm more annoyed because i just don't like to see you and leah and people that i care about it annoys me that you're going through this kind of pain not Mm -hmm. pain but like this anxiety yeah the more i guess you know the more people more people qualify so I guess probably more people cheat too. So they have yeah, to you, really you, you caught a cheater at uh, at the last one again. I didn't turn her in. I ran with someone who ran with a coach for two laps, and I thought about turning her in, but the rules were vague. Murky, yeah. yeah. So I didn't do it, but I didn't like it. <laughs> I like that you're so. on the case, though. <laughs> it's funny too because he had just finished this amazing race. And then you were asking me, like, I saw this person running with a coach. Should I turn him in? I'm yeah. like, let's just enjoy this moment. <laughs> never. I can never enjoy it. Let's enjoy the accomplishment. Okay, remember 10 minutes ago when I said we were fishing our running? <laughs> yeah, this, is how it, this is how it happens. Okay. I, I, I brought it up a couple, okay, I, I brought it a couple times. We've got three minutes and there's 15 things on the list. So what are you going to talk about? <laughs> what else is on the list? Dunking your... I'm just going to run... I'm going to run through the list and you pick one more thing to talk about. And then the other things we can talk about next week then... So dunking your food in your drink, um, Rick Ocasek, the Washington Post article about the Michael Vick dogs, Cameron Esposito's um, article about breaking up with her wife, the decade of lost music, our broken toaster and coffee maker, and when, you, when uh, you're when you doing work Instagram and you like your own personal Instagram. Oh, yeah. And we, we both kind of do this because we both, we both shuttle between our personal accounts and a work account. You do stuff for Lulu locker yeah. and i do a lot of instagramming for wgn and every time i'm on the wgn page i go to my personal page and make sure that i have liked all my all my photos <laughs> so then i'll go to like just flip back and i'll see six likes i'm like oh amazing and then i look and it's a six wgn likes i'm like yeah that was you you, just, you dummy you just liked your own posts um the Rick Ocasek stuff, like I would put this under our staff recommendations. Okay. These yeah. are things. These are that things to look up. Yeah. Rick Ocasek, there was a really great piece, I think, in on NPR where the Matthew Cause from Not a Surf uh, wrote a thing about how he had met Rick Ocasek in New York City and. Rick Ocasek took a liking to him, invited him to his house in New York mm-hmm. and showed him everything and like helped produce their first record. Uh, Rob Sheffield, he's a great like writer about mm-hmm. music. Love is a Mixtape is one of my favorite books. He wrote a really great thing in Rolling Stone about Rick Ocasek. I would recommend that. There's a great piece in the Washington Post yeah. about the current state of all the Michael Vick dogs. I think Vick there's dogs. 11 Michael Vick dogs left. Yeah. And it's been 12 years ago, I guess. Yeah. And like what 
that case has done for um you know like it was so horrible but in turn it's like showed rescues that even like even dogs that have been in fight like pipples that have been in fighting rings can still be adoptable and yeah um, so it's really changed a lot of mindsets Raise about awareness of yeah yeah rescue. and i mean i like i we have stickers because i watched the national geographic series about the vic dog and, and about best friends and it made me want to rescue a dog and rescue and be fine with rescuing a pit bull so it led to <laughs> we're looking at right now <laughs> she's like staring at you heard you talking about her <laughs> but anyway so it, it catch it goes through all the vic dogs and gives you updates on if they were adopted or not and if they're still alive when they died and just like a little bit about each of them. So it was really nice to go through that. The Cameron Esposito thing, she wrote a great piece in the New York Times just about what it's like to have, you know, struggle to get married as a lesbian woman. And now she's going through a divorce, really Mm -hmm. like heart-wrenching piece, but, you know, hilarious as Mm -hmm. well. Cameron Esposito, who I would, who I was somebody once classified as a C-list celebrity. She's great. I would would recommend that. And there's a great piece in Esquire about a decade of lost music, where it's that era of where you would just buy stuff on iTunes. Yeah. So you weren't buying CDs anymore. You weren't buying CDs. But you and, didn't have Spotify yet. Right. It and was the era between that. So, like, somewhere on your Zune <laughs> is the song from the Kaiser Chiefs. Or your iPod you, Shuffle. Yeah, you yeah. just kind of forgot all about these bands, and you don't yeah. know where any of these songs are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really great article there. So, I, yeah, I would I would just check out those. And then we could talk about our, our toaster and our coffee maker next week. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, you know, very exciting. <laughs> um, and the 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 dunking. This is a thing that. Uh, <laughs> When I was a kid, I used to dunk things in my my co- like when I was I I was one of those uh, children that had coffee when I was like eight you know for some reason like my parents allowed us to have coffee with su- like cream and sugar. That's not. I mean, that's, that's not, not okay. healthy. Is it okay in Europe? Because they were German. Like, is it okay in Europe to do that? Is I don't that know. What it is? And I had I would have cereal. And I would put sugar on top of and my it was, cereal. You had sugary cereal, right? Yeah, like Rice put, Krispies or Fruit Loops sh- or Apple Jacks. I would put sugar on. <laughs> I would load. I would get sugar and load up. I never even knew like where sugar was in my house. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, when I was like eight, I would read the sports section. <laughs> I would have a cup of coffee at the, at the kitchen table. Uh, waiting for my little league baseball game to start at noon or whatever, <laughs> reading the box scores. Um, and like my mom uh, did hair, so she would have in the basement there was like a beauty shop mm-hmm. is what she called it, and it's where the beauty shop was. Mm-hmm. So you know a train of old ladies would come in uh-huh. on Saturday morning, yep. which was terrible for a young young kid because <laughs> then you got to talk to all the you uh, know yeah, yeah it was you know a bunch of blue hairs walking and getting their hair done you know with their their babush. <laughs> you know, and I'm just want, I just want to drink my coffee. <laughs> Is any eight year old no cartoons or anything? <laughs> uh, so yeah, they need to, you know have to talk to these old ladies that would come through. Uh, so it was there was tons of people in the house. Mm-hmm. So like we'd always have donuts or some sort of pastries out, um, and I I always would dunk my I would get a donut and I would dunk my 
Dunkin' Donut. I would uh-huh. dunk my donut into my coffee and yeah. eat my donut. And you just find this I think repulsive. It's gross because it's, there's like an exchange the, of. I don't like the combination of the beverage with the food. You like drop things in it. There's like an exchange that happens. So now the version of this is that like I make, I like bake every week and I make muffins and I make like energy balls and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. So we, one of your like rituals every day is that you have your muffin and your coffee and you alternate like yeah, you take a sips. bite of the muffin. I don't I don't dip any or I don't. No, you it just anymore. combine them in your mouth. Yeah. So you take a bite of the uh, muffin and a sip of the coffee. One of my great joys time. in life. And it just really, I oh, it just really grosses me out. <laughs> it's just like so good having the like combination, the, but. Like I but think you didn't dunk Oreos when you were when a kid. You do it. Like I know, like I'm glad you like appreciate the effort I put into baking. And like when you like, it, I was like kidding you this week about are you doing your alternating <laughs> bite and sip? But then when I actually have to see it, like, <laughs> it's so good. But like, do you didn't dunk Oreos when you were a kid? No, I don't. And the stuff no. gets like at the bottom, and uh, then you kind of like shake it up uh, and like uh, put it all. Together. You didn't do that. No, you also drink cereal milk, and I think that's disgusting. Well, well. I haven't had cereal, and no, but when you da- when you have, you used to drink the milk, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I would I would actually refill if whatever milk was left, I wouldn't drink the milk. I would fill. I put more cereal in uh-huh. and kind of you know. Yeah, that's okay. And then if there was a little milk, I would you know I would drink the milk. Oh no. I don't. I just don't like the combination of the food and the drink together. But when you're eating dinner, don't you have a drink and you yeah, but like not at the same time. Though. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. It's, it's combining it in your mouth. Yeah, or putting it in your drink. That grosses. <laughs> it's the. It's like the exchange of bits. That I don't <laughs> like. The other thing that you're fond of doing is folding your food in half. Yeah. Too. Um, like a piece of pizza, you always even like you know like cl- like classically like a big New York slice, like you fold that and ha- like you know like yeah. I'm picturing on like a kind of a flimsy paper plate. You fold that and have you kind of turn your head sideways, eat it. Yeah. Okay, fine. But you've you've taken this method and applied it to anything that you can fold. Yeah, and like eat. you'll make a piece of avocado, uh, toast. avocado toast or just a regular piece of pizza, like a small piece of pizza, like you a fold tavern too. cut. Pe- yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah, um, and and I'm a food folder. <laughs> you do. Is that a weird thing? Yeah. I think it's, I've never seen anybody else do. I mean, like again, when it is sometimes it's necessary, but you'll do it like like whenever you can. You you go for the fold, and I think like I go let's for like, the fold. <laughs> let's like uh, then it t- it makes it too efficient. Like I want to enjoy my food more and not like fold it. Yeah, I'm finishing you know. it half the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I want to feel like I'm eating more than that, but your your instinct is to fold it. A lot of times with a, a tavern cut pizza too, I will eat the top off the pizza, mm-hmm. eat the toppings. Mm-hmm. Depends on what it is. Sometimes with the fork, yeah. But, uh, sometimes just with my hand, I'll eat the topping and then I'll fold the crust in half and uh-huh. just have the crust separately. You also eat things all together, <laughs> <laughs> like. Instead of like, okay, let's see, like you got like coleslaw and a sandwich and french fries or something like you eat the col you always eat the coleslaw first. I always get the coleslaw. And then, and then you eat maybe your sandwich and then you eat the french fries instead of like, like having a little bit of sandwich and a little bit of coleslaw and a little bit of french fries, like you're, you car- com- compartmentalize yeah, it yeah. too. All the time, yeah. even when we're out. Like yes, last night, we had a chicken. I had a chicken, yeah. sa- a Nashville chicken sandwich. Vegan though, and some fries. And I had the fries. I think I ate the fries first. No, you ate the sandwich, ate sandwich first, first, and then, and then the I ate the fries. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's yeah. anything. I'm not saying there's food. wrong with it. You, there's just like the peculiarities of of how you 
ethos the dunking the folding the compartmentalizing (laughs) (laughs) they are uniquely you (laughs) all right well we can end this because i feel like i need a another coffee (laughs) dunk some stuff in it a sippy and a dippy (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah we'll be back next week we yeah apologize for the uh hiatus and we'll uh, hopefully have an update on molly's marathon uh maybe <laughs> my dry one. try uh, <laughs> my dry try update that you're waiting for um and uh, that's it i guess right I think do we so. have anything else that we we, we can say it. this is too this long is enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right bye bye